Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, Happy New Year and welcome to my 377th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. For the second week in a row, I have to begin with my lowlight of the week, which is Saturday night's Patriots loss in cold and miserable Gillette Stadium which basically matches the mood after the Pat season ended much earlier than everyone up here in New England has gotten used to. It was uh, not their best game, obviously. They uh, just seemed out of sync. To me, the lowlights of the game were the first and goal, Uh, where they couldn't punch it in. Three straight running plays all came up empty. And I, at the time, before every single play, was saying quarterback sneak, quarterback sneak, the tried and true. Patriots uh, way to punch it in the end zone from in close. Tom Brady is, in addition to all the other things he's the greatest at, he is the greatest quarterback sneaker of all time. And at six foot five, he basically just has to lay across the goal line. There's been a lot of chatter up here that, of course, former Patriot and current Titan coach Mike Vrabel was ready for it, but everybody else has been ready for it for the past 20 years, too, and nobody has really been able to stop it. So that was uh, disconcerting, to say the least. Um, and then perhaps the play that symbolized. The overall frustrations of the game uh, is having Julian Edelman, of all people, Mr. Dependable, Brady's go-to guy, uh, drop a wide-open second-and-six pass in the fourth quarter. Had he caught it, it would have extended a drive, and who knows what might have happened then. So it was really, uh, to say the least, uh, just... Not what we're used to seeing from the Patriots in January. I, of course, was at the Miami game the week before, which uh, set off the entire chain of events of them losing the bye week, having to face the Titans, probably a team they weren't preparing for since it was assumed by all, and I'm guessing inside Gillette Stadium offices as well, that the Patriots would beat the Dolphins and have the bye week and be heading out to uh, uh, 
Kansas City potentially. But that's not the way it turned out. And uh, yes, they wouldn't have been heading out to Kansas City. They would have been hosting Kansas City, an altogether different matter, uh, to say the least. But that's all hindsight and conjecture. That's not the way it played out. So everybody here in New England, uh, 36 hours later, is still basically in shock that the season is over. Not used to the season being over on January 4th. And so many questions now facing the team. Uh, The obvious big one is Tom Brady is an official free agent as of the end of the league year, which I believe is uh, March 14th. Uh, So will he or won't he come back? Uh, to New England, he did seem to put to rest thoughts of retirement in his post-game press conference on Saturday night after the game, and uh, so we shall see how that all pans out. But all in all, matching the weather, a miserable night in New England on Saturday night, and just hard to believe that uh, football is over here in New England. Uh, this early in January. But the playoffs over the weekend were terrific games all across the board. All of, them, all of them went down to the end for wild card weekend. And that leads into my bizarre story of the week, which is the New Orleans Saints again losing on the last play uh, to end their season uh, on Yet another bitter note. Of course, I'm talking about losing to the Vikings yesterday in the Superdome, no less, uh, in overtime. Uh, Kyle Rudolph caught the winning pass. Uh, As we've come to expect, it seems, this time of year with the Saints, there is some controversy attached to the play. Was it or was it not? Offensive pass interference as Kyle Rudolph uh, created some separation uh, from the defensive back and then caught the pass. But uh, it was just really all about Kirk Cousins yesterday. I mean, he finally delivered in a big moment, not once, but twice, uh, because of the pass to Adam Thielen in overtime, approximately 40 to 50 yards, was an absolute dime right on the money to Thielen, who caught it. Tough catch, over-the-shoulder catch uh, at about uh, the one-yard line and couldn't punch it in on the first two plays, running uh, all of the Patriots. And then uh, they hit the fade to Kyle Rudolph, and that was that. Uh, But the defense for the Vikings looked incredible. And we actually have breaking news. Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama will forgo his senior season and enter the NFL draft. He is making the announcement as we speak. Uh, Tua Bailoa is moving on from Alabama. I don't think that's much of a surprise given uh, the recent injury history. I don't think he can risk another one. And reports seem to be good that he'll be uh, recovering from the hip injury that he had this year. So there you have it. Um, Now back to my highlight of the week, which was the Houston Texans finally 
winning their Saturday afternoon wild card special. It seems they play most years or every year in the playoffs and the Saturday afternoon slot on wild card weekend. They have not been able to win it in the past, but they certainly won it in just a great game. Uh, they were losing to the Bills throughout the game, and then J.J. Uh, Watt makes a big sack, wakes the whole team up. J.J. Watt, of course, coming off the injury to play unexpectedly. Everyone thought his season was over, and he just gave them the spark they needed, most importantly for Deshaun Watson, the magical quarterback from Clemson, who just uh, showed what a clutch player he is. Let's all remember he threw... Uh, the pass to win the national championship with one second left to Hunter Renfro a couple years ago. Uh, and it was just uh, Watson with what is the signature play of his career now. He got hit uh, twice, second one especially hard, yet he stayed upright, got the pass off, and uh, and they just rolled from there. It did ultimately uh, go into overtime, uh, so just a very exciting way to start uh, Wild Card Weekend, and then that was followed, of course, by the Patriots and the Titans, pretty much going down to the end. And then Sunday, of course, we had the Saints to open it up, and then that was followed by the Eagles losing to the Seahawks in Philadelphia. And just feel so bad for Carson Wentz, left in the first quarter, I believe nine minutes in or so, with uh, with the head injury, uh, come out of the medical tent, walk to the locker room, you kind of sense right then and there, that might be it for him for the day. Indeed it was, and, uh, and Josh McGowan did his best, but he is 40 years old, and... Uh, he just couldn't seem to, uh, you know, match the athleticism of the defensive line of the Seahawks, which set a franchise record seven sacks, most of them, if not all of them, on uh, Josh McGowan. So just really a sad way for the Eagles to end their season. All credit to the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, again, looked good. And DJ Metcalf looked fantastic. Uh, caught a touchdown and then caught the game ceiling pass uh, on like a third and long uh, to put the game away with a minute or two to go. So again, just a terrific, terrific uh, wild card weekend. All four games uh, decided late and just riveting. And let's hope the divisional round of the playoffs, arguably the best weekend in sports, with four great games coming up this weekend, uh, uh, can match it because the wild card weekend was certainly something special. And also on the breaking news front, the Dallas Cowboys have named Mike McCarthy their new coach. And uh, so, former Super Bowl winner with the Packers. And Dallas didn't waste any time after officially uh, announcing that Jason Garrett would no longer be their coach, and 24 hours later, he is uh, he is replaced by Mike McCarthy. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, 
veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And as I mentioned in the previous segment, we have breaking news on the college football front, which is that the Alabama quarterback, Tua Tagalovoa, will forego his senior season and enter the 2020 draft for the NFL. Seismic news to his spectacular career was sidelined by a history of injuries with his ankles, but most notably this year had a serious hip injury, uh, but he seems to be recovering well by all accounts and, uh, and I think it's a good decision. Uh, it seems like, you know, he can't risk any further injury playing for Alabama. And his 
draft stock still remains high and uh and i think that he'll be uh drafted high uh mel kuiper has him as the number three overall prospect on his 2020 big board uh that's an impressive impressive slot that just cannot be ignored um Again, let's not forget to his spectacular career where he uh, burst upon the American sporting scene by coming into uh, the national championship game when Jalen Hurts wasn't having his best game back a few years ago. And uh, through the uh, memorable pass in overtime, to win the national championship. So just quite a, uh, quite a debut to put it mildly. Uh, of course, very distinctive left-hander, uh, that we've all gotten to know. And, uh, and yeah, so he is just a, uh, a special player. He has just shown it time and time again. Uh, you know, just amazing runs throughout his career. I think he began last year the year before, shall we say, uh, 2018. So, excuse me, minor interruption there. Um, yeah, by going halfway into the season, if not longer, uh, without, uh, you know, without an interception. It was just remarkable stuff. Of course, we all remember that then in the SEC championship game against Georgia, that he, uh, he wasn't having his best game. And they replaced him with Jalen Hurts, who then uh, pulled a Tua, shall we say, and uh, rescued that game. So it's uh, it's been quite a career already, and uh, I think everybody likes him. Everybody likes Jalen Hurts as well. And uh, so, yeah, it's just been uh, a really special, special type of uh, career already for Tua. And we'll see how he gets drafted in the pros. Again, it appears it's going to be high. And, you know, character guy that anybody would love to have on their team. So it's really, really just boils down to uh, to the hip. And is it fully recovered? We all remember it was a pretty gruesome injury. I think it occurred back in, like, October of this year. And they had to cart him off the field. Uh, initial reports were that it was highly, highly unusual uh, type of decision. And uh, so now we have an expert to talk about that on the line, since it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in. Uh, I know your day just got suddenly very, very busy, uh, to say the least, as Tua uh, announced his decision to uh, enter the 2020 draft and forego the remainder of his time at Alabama. Yeah, I thought that was the proper decision on his part, John. My only question was, would he enter the traditional draft in April or would he wait for the supplemental draft? which would give him some time to rehab and maybe work out for the teams because I don't think he's going to be available um, 
prior to the April draft. Wow, that's interesting news. Uh, something we can only get from someone like you who's on the ground in Alabama, uh, covering the team as you have for years. And uh, so that's something I didn't know. I'm guessing our listeners didn't either that basically Tua's won't be ready to throw uh, in the traditional pro days, what have you, leading up to the draft in April, correct? Yeah, in other words, if he has some uh, really aggressive rehab and it works out, that's fine, but I don't think it's going to be on the agenda. And then they asked him the question in the press conference, which just ended, did he consider the supplemental draft? And he said no. He, he, he said that it wasn't under consideration. Really? And when is the supplemental draft? It's like July or August, if I remember correctly, sometime in the summer, typically? Yes, John. Usually I think it's an X amount of days before training camp begins. I think the seven days I've received something from the NFL. They gave me the entire explanation, but I think I was reading seven days. But, yeah, it's usually around July, something like that. Yeah, well, I agree with his decision as well, AP. I just think, you know, He's had the injuries to both ankles, if I'm not mistaken. And, of course, the big one was the hip injury this year where he was carted off the field and it couldn't have looked more ominous or, frankly, have been more ominous. But uh, it seems like the, re- the rehab is going well. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's a very fastidious person with rehab and he's going to follow all the directions of the trainers and the doctors for certain. Well, that's great. Uh, and I see where Mel Kuyper has him listed. Uh, I have ESPN here on here, as always, uh, it seems. But he has him listed as the number three overall pick on his big board. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, maybe a little higher than I might have thought. Right. And the only thing about that is Mel Kuyper never drafted anybody. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. <laughs> hadn't, hadn't quite looked at it that way, but uh, still a little higher than I thought. Yeah. Uh, but, it you is. know, from the – go ahead. It is. No, it is, John. You're right. I think it's higher. Did he have Joe Burrow ahead of him, and did he have uh, any other position ahead of two, or was it all three quarterbacks? Uh, I'm not sure who was number two, quite frankly, it was, but Joe Burrow was indeed ahead of him. And Justin Herbert right. was the other name showing on the board. I'm not sure if he was above him or below him. He was flashing okay. by quickly. But anyway, um, clearly they're the top three quarterbacks as far as the draft goes, according to, to Mel Kuyper. And, uh, but, you know, looking to the other side, AP, uh, a sad day for Alabama to his career, which has been something to marvel at, really, the way he burst on the scene with the winning touchdown pass in the national championship overtime against Georgia. Um, Yeah, I mean, kind of a a career like no other, really. Uh, So there has to be sadness at Alabama, although I'm guessing, like yourself, recognition that it was probably the right decision for him. Oh, yeah, John. I mean, I think it's really a a happy day for Alabama and the fact that let's put it this way, this will be another milestone for Nick Saban when you can't think he can uh, achieve such things, but it'll be the first time he had a quarterback from Alabama go in the first round. I believe he'll go in the first round. So that'll be something different. And he gave everything he could. Uh, he was injured. He played, tried to play through injuries, and he led him to a national championship as a reserve freshman quarterback right out of high school. 
nothing, nothing but good things. I mean, Alabama football, they're going to be in contention every year, John, as long as Nick Saban is around and uh, they'll have good quarterbacks. No doubt about it, AP. Um, yeah, and just kind of interesting how, you know, uh, Jalen Hurts left because Tua was obviously going to be the starter. And, you know, here are these two great quarterbacks, both of whom delivered national championships. Uh, you know, both leave, quote, early, but yet are both beloved by all Alabama fans, I'm assuming, and uh, and rightfully so. So it's, uh, you know, not all these exits are so smooth, uh, you know, especially for two players two years in a row, two quarterbacks who, again, really – uh, left their legacy at Alabama. Yeah, and the big announcement last night that Jalen Hurts will be back in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. So those tickets will, will sell very well, and the fans will get one more chance to salute the former Crimson Tide quarterback. That's nice. That's great. I hadn't heard that. So uh, that is awesome. No one deserves a, uh, you know, a bigger send-off. Uh, than Jalen Hurts, who just, again, as a reminder for all of our listeners, just handled Tua entering that national championship game with, you know, such class after the game. They had just won the national championship. And I think other than the winning pass thrown by Tua to win that championship, AP, the thing most people remember right immediately after that is how classy Jalen Hurts was in those post-game interviews that evening. Yeah, he certainly was. I mean, not many people would have the poise and the, the uh, confidence and demonstrate that under the greatest of spotlights. Correct. After he was benched in the game, and that's great, great under fire, and he had all the dignity that anyone would want to muster in that moment. Absolutely, AP. I mean, it was, uh, especially from a 20-year-old or whatever he was, Um so impressive. I, I, I think he won the Hearts of America that night, and I think everybody, I know I did, rooted for him to do well at Oklahoma, which he did until the LSU game. But he had a great career, a great year there, too. Yeah, his brand is unique uh, in college football. There's no question about it. And he was a, a great ambassador for the University of Alabama, and he'll, he'll be one for the University of Oklahoma as well. How many people can, can say that about playing at two blue blood schools and you're beloved by both. Exactly. Exactly. A rare, a rare event to be sure. So now we have Mac, Mac Jones as the quarterback who took over when Tua left, had a pretty good year, uh, including winning the citrus bowl last week. And, uh, and I know they got some hotshot freshmen coming in as well. That's right. Bryce Young, um, he's coming in from the famed modern day high school in California. And he was pronounced by their head coach, Bruce Rollinson, who I, I met a few times in, in the Golden State. He said he was the best at the program of all time. And that includes John Hewitt, 1964 Heisman Trophy winner, Matt Leiner. I think he won it in 2003. JT Daniels, uh, who's at USC at this moment, uh, Matt Barkley. And there's been a host of others. So that's high praise. Really high praise. I'm not I'm trying to remember if Carson Palmer went there as well. Uh, I'm not sure, but no, whatever. I, 
Yeah, yeah, different school, I believe, John. Different school, I think. Oh, okay. Think so. All right. Um, well, the pedigree at modern day is uh, is spectacular, to put it mildly. So, uh, yeah. So, Matt Jones will have his handful, but he showed himself to be a more than capable quarterback. And no surprise at Alabama, you always have, no matter what position, but certainly a quarterback now, uh, you always have, uh, you know, first team All-Americans, often, you know, top five and ten players in the country coming in there, needless to say. And suddenly, AP Alabama is uh, kind of the place to go for quarterbacks now, and and rightfully so. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting, right? I mean, for a long time, they... They haven't had a number one draft choice there since, I think, Richard Todd, 1976 uh, draft. He right. played for the New York Jets. So that, York that's Jets. quite a while, John. That's This will be, what, 44 years? Right. Exactly. And this is not to insinuate that Alabama doesn't have a great quarterback history. They have maybe the best ever with, uh, of course, Joe Namath and uh, Bart Starr, Kenny Stabler, of course. Um, Scott Hunter, on and on and on. The list is lengthy. Um, So they're right back to getting the best quarterbacks in the country, uh, which is what their history has always been, basically. So good for them. Good times ahead, AP, as always. Yeah, Alabama, they'll they'll have some interesting freshmen on the roster, and people will come back healthy. Some of the upperclassmen who are injured, Dylan Moses, the outstanding Inside linebacker Josh McMillan is going to get a sixth year as an inside linebacker. So, yeah, it'll be fun. And we'll, we're trying to find out which receivers will be coming back. Jerry Judy has opted for the NFL. I think I, I think Henry that. Ruggs is the third is opted for the is going to opt for the NFL. Najee Harris has yet to announce it. I think he's gone. The running back to start running back. Maybe Devontae Smith comes back, the other wide receiver. He'd be a senior. But they'll still have Jerry right. Waddle as well to be a junior. So, has two pretty, pretty good um, uh, people on the perimeter. Yeah, building blocks, to be sure. Well, sure to be another great year for Alabama football, and uh, hard to believe we've come to the end of our first segment. And uh, why don't we take our break now? Still plenty to get to on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., a lot to talk about with Alabama football as of the past hour or even half hour for that matter, uh, as you were discussing in our previous segment, Tua just announced he is foregoing his last season at Alabama to enter the NFL draft coming up in April. Uh, you agree with the decision, as do I. And, uh, and yeah, uh, we all wish him the best. Um, and the announcement is being analyzed first by Mel Kuyper, now by Paul Feinbaum on ESPN. And uh, yeah, it, it, quite the breaking news. We don't often get that here on the show. Yeah, John, it was quite a momentous moment. Like I said, uh, it could be a historical moment in the next save and error for a quarterback to be selected number one. Yeah, you know, in the first round. You know, in the first round, not necessarily number one, but in the first round. Exactly, and uh, ESPN has on a chart with like nine potential Alabama draftees this year, um, which is just really, really impressive to say the least. I don't think it's their biggest number. I think they've had up to like 12 taken in any given draft, if I'm not mistaken. Right, yeah, I think it's 12, 13, something like that, John. You're you're entirely correct. Maybe maybe it's the most first-rounders possibly, I think. Four is the most, four or five. I think it's four, though. Right. Maybe they could break that five barrier, six barrier, yeah, this group. Exactly. Uh, So, AP, there's still yet another college game to play. Uh, Clemson, a team Alabama knows well, versus LSU, another team that Alabama knows well. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's quite a gap, you know. We're now into... uh, whatever, nine days, and uh, 
it's next Monday. So when it's all said and done, it'll be a, a gap of about 16 days, Whoa. which is, which yeah. is even longer AP than, uh, you know, than the gap between AFC and NFC championships in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not the, sure the, why it's yeah, stretched out so far this year. Yeah, I think that's because of the they have that Monday night slot. Um, they want to stay away from an NFL playoff, so ended up being right. on a weekend instead of that Saturday. I'm not sure why it couldn't have been on that Saturday, two weeks from the 28th. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, or why the game wouldn't be tonight. And granted, I know it's at the Superdome, and obviously the Saints played yesterday. Um, but yeah, I have found myself wondering. Uh, as soon as I heard, I was just surprised when I heard it was, you know, January uh, 13th, a week from tonight. Uh, just wondering why it wouldn't be tonight, because there's still the the NFL playoff factor still exists, obviously, next week. Um but I'm sure they have their reasons, so they have a nice lead-up to it. Uh, and I, you know, excitement's really going to start to build this week. AP, it's going to be uh, potentially just a terrific game. Uh, those two quarterbacks are just both so so special, to put it mildly. Yeah, I think the defensive coordinators in in this game will be so tired, and uh, I think it's going to be high scoring. Uh, unless the quarterback has an off day, throws some interceptions, maybe you see some tip passes, unless you get to the quarterback and they fumble, put the ball on the ground. But they both been really unstoppable. Auburn slowed them down to 23 points down in Baton Rouge, which was tremendous, um, outstanding effort. But I, I just don't see LSU losing with this type of offense, record-setting offense, record-setting quarterback, Heisman Trophy quarterback, in New Orleans, in the Superdome, I just don't see it happening. Uh, it's it's this, the Big Easy they call it, but it'll be, it's not going to be not going to be easy from the Tigers from the Clemson, South Carolina. Not at all. I mean, what I like about this game, AP, is is that you know, if ever it was a team's year, this is LSU's year. It just is. They've just <laughs> broke out of the box, beat whatever four top ten teams, including Texas. With a great play call, long pass early on, uh, which seemed to serve notice that this was not uh, the same old LSU, that's for sure. And it's just carried on that way all year long. Um, and so it's just been magical in every way. Joe Burrow, the quarterback, of course, transferred out of Ohio State. Came in last year, had a solid year for LSU, but this year has just been otherworldly, breaking records just doing some stuff we've never seen before. Then he caps it off with, you know, the emotional Heisman speech. So everybody loves Joe Burrow, no question about it. And then on the other side, and by the way, Coach O as well. (laughs) Um, And then AP on the other side, you have uh, Clemson, the defending national championship champion. Trevor Lawrence quarterback has never lost a game in college. And they truly showed the heart of a champion as Dabo Sweeney said, the coach, uh, beating Ohio State. So, I mean, it's kind of like two immovable forces there, but something's got to give. John, they have NFL receivers, running back, and quarterbacks on both sides. Right. Good point. I I don't know if we've seen this type of talent uh, plethora 
on both teams. I mean, this is multiple receivers and, you know, ATN, Travis ATN and, and Clyde um, <clears throat> Edwards Hilaire. Um, so, I mean, in the quarterbacks, we know that they're tremendous. Um, so it, it's going to be quite a ball game. I, I just feel that Clemson's defense might be slightly better. Might right. be slightly better, but but LSU has got a kicker who's made 12 straight field goals from 39 yards and in, four or five from beyond 50. Uh, Clemson's kicker uh, was seven for 11 from 39 yards and in. That's a little chink in the armor. And then you have him making two for two from plus 50. So if it comes down to a kicking game, who's hot that day? Exactly right, AP. And, you know, you also have, I mean, when when last seen, speaking of the quarterbacks, you know, Joe Burrow was throwing seven, repeat, seven touchdown passes in the first half, repeat, first half <laughs> against Oklahoma. <laughs> and then the lasting memory for me of not only the last time we saw him play, Trevor Lawrence, but maybe of his career so far, despite a what a spectacular passer he is, but that uh, 67-yard run against Ohio State where he was flashing moves and uh, and speed. I mean, there were, you know, as he got down around the 10, 15-yard line, I, it appeared for all to see that, you know, the Ohio State defense had the angle on him, yet he burst right through to, to score and that was just one of the great plays of recent memory, I think. So both quarterbacks are just coming in with just, uh, you know, on, on incredible highs. Yeah, John, the quarterbacks are both long-legged with bursts of speed. So, you know, they mirror each other in that regard. And uh, like I said, Joe Burrow, I mean, when you're throwing at 75% completion and the ball is going down the field, um I mean, that's this something you don't see. I mean, it's just unheard of. I mean, 75%, yeah, if you're throwing the short passes to uh, receivers and letting them take the football, but he's making throws way down the field. And you have the Blitnikoff Award winner, uh, yeah, Jamar Chase. I mean, best quarterback, best receiver. I mean, that's that's going to be very difficult to stop for the Clemson Tigers. They they have a good coordinator, Brent, Brent Venerables, and he shut down to a tongue of Valo and company last last year you know it could happen but um i don't i'm like i said i think their defense is slightly better clemson turnovers I mean, we have to bring those up i mean you could say that every game but in this game specifically if you're going back and forth and somebody has a turnover that could be the ball game that one turnover no doubt about it won't it. take much i it, agree it's not two turnovers or three just just one one single turnover can be the game no doubt about it and you had mentioned astutely the kickers. Uh, both of them could clearly come into play. I could see this being a field goal game for sure, not a field goal throughout, a field goal to decide it. Um, that's how close it could be. But, uh, yeah, it has all the makings of being a special, special uh, championship game. So we'll all be tuned in next Monday. I certainly, when I, when I was talking about the 16-day gap, I – so I certainly wasn't talking about that in a negative way because I, for one, like a buildup, and we're getting a big one with this one. And like I said, it really hasn't even kicked into gear yet. Uh, I think it's really going to start to kick in here uh, 
tomorrow, today, tomorrow, really. I think the two news will carry to the day today, and then tomorrow is just going to be full-blown uh, LSU Clemson coverage. So should be fun, AP. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, John. This is going to be, you know, and it's, it's interesting from my perspective, ironic that it's one of Alabama's biggest rivals and then the team that has beaten Alabama a couple times, Clemson. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, Alabama has, you know, a, a very interesting perspective and take on this game, to see the, say the least. That's why I started the segment saying, you know, Alabama knows both these teams very, very well. And right now <laughs> it's time for our final break. And sticking around on the line will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham. And why don't we, uh, and we have a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing 
is NFL Divisional Weekend coming up, perhaps, arguably, the best weekend of the year in sports. You tack on the Alabama, or excuse me, the LSU-Clemson game next Monday night uh, for a long weekend, and you're talking a really good weekend. And uh, AP, what we have on Saturday, Vikings at 49ers, Titans at Ravens, and then on Sunday, Texans at Chiefs, and uh, the Seahawks, of course, back in business uh, after their win yesterday over the Eagles. Um, they're going to be playing the late game Sunday up at Lambeau Field against the Packers. But AP, I was thinking of you Saturday night watching Derrick Henry one wa- run wild uh, against the Patriots, and we all know he went to Alabama. Uh, what everybody doesn't know is that he also holds the career record for rushing in American high school football. But AP, he's really come into his own. He's just become a, a force. You can see this one coming a mile away, the way he's been running lately. He gets better each game and each year. Yeah, John, he, he when he gets started in that backfield, if he gets to the second level and you have to tackle him at about 250 pounds, and he'll brush off of you with those long legs run by you, it's very difficult. You have to get him uh, in the backfield, you know, at the line of scrimmage, but if he, you can't let him get to that second level. It, it's too much for defensive backs, and even linebackers struggle to tackle him. Exactly. Well, start with the fact AP's 250 pounds or thereabouts, so he's a load, a beast, and he's nimble, to say the least. He has great speed, great burst. You, you know, again, I remember you and I talking not all that long ago about him, you know, uh, watching him play high school football. He grew up near Jacksonville. And again, he uh, was in the national sporting consciousness as a high school player. And I remember going out of my way one Friday night to watch this guy play because we had all been hearing about him. And, of course, he won the Heisman Trophy, by the way, at at Alabama. And so he's had quite a career, but he he has just taken it next level for the Titans. No question about it. Yeah, I mean, he started off a little bit slow. I don't think he started ahead, um, somebody ahead of him, a couple running backs ahead of him um, through the years. But but now he's ready to, you know, he led the league. I mean, that's a milestone in his career, short career right now. In Tennessee, they're riding him and, and see if they can get to the Super Bowl. They're going to play Baltimore, probably the favorite to win the uh, Super Bowl in both leagues. And if they get by Baltimore, they can beat anybody. No doubt about it, AP. Um, you know, it, it just seems like uh, with Derrick Henry that, you know, anybody who plays the Titans is going to have their hands full. It just feels that way. It looks that way. Certainly, that was the feeling going up here in New England going into the Patriots game. Uh, people might have been surprised by the outcome and whatnot, but, you, you know, Tennessee's been on a roll. I think they finished the season 5-2, and two, beat the Patriots in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, they're, they're a team to be watched right now, and, and nothing would surprise me where they're concerned because, the, the, you know, the 5-2, and two, now 6-2 and two record and the, over the last eight games speaks volumes. 
Yeah, John, if you can run the football and you're playing a team, no matter their offense, you're, you're putting them on the bench for an extended Correct. period of time. Bingo. And, and you're giving, yeah, and you're giving your defense time to rest. And uh, by the time that offense gets on the field, sometimes they're frustrated. Correct. And they All make true, some mistakes because they're over anxious. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Well, we just saw it on Saturday night to a degree where you, you know, uh, the best way to stop. Tom Brady, <laughs> after 20 years, or any time during the 20 years, is to keep him on the bench. And now they're going to look to say to do the same to uh, Lamar Jackson, the clear-cut uh, MVP of the league from the Baltimore Ravens. And AP, I mean, the long run by Derrick Henry to secure the NFL rushing title in the last game against the Texans, you know, that was like a 50-yard burst. Um, and that was a special run. We all remember the game last year where I think he had whatever, four or five TDs in one game, uh, some outrageous number of yards rushing. So he's really, uh, he's really doing some pretty interesting stuff to say the least. Yeah. He's, he was good when he was at Alabama right off the bat. So when he had the 12, 12,000 plus yards, I guess is the all time record in high school. Right. And here he is leading the NFL in rushing. How many times has that happened, John? I know. I know. Uh, It's again, you know, it's like he's fulfilling his destiny. That's the way I look at it. Again, you know, I I enjoy watching him. I root for him because, you know, uh, again, just as I said, you know, I went out of my way to watch him on a Friday night long ago at high school just because I had heard so much about him and he was on TV, and I just said, well, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. And, and he delivered that night. Frankly, he's been delivering ever since, but he keeps getting better and better as time goes by, it seems. Yeah, he, he can catch the ball to the backfield, too, John. Exactly. Another good point, AP. He's, uh, he's athletic. He's the total package. No doubt about it. Um, so, yeah, anyway, quite an interesting weekend. Of uh, of NFL football, all four wild card games went late. Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, showed his stuff, what he's made of, and along with, of course, Derrick Henry, and then Kirk Cousins, uh, and then DJ Metcalf. These are the guys who I see as, you know, the breakaway winners over the weekend who really showed America what they're all about in helping their team get. Get wins and go to the next round. Yeah, I think that Seattle game is going to be interesting going to Green Bay, playing in that weather. Um, yes. You know, they were in Philadelphia, so they had a pretty good ball game. Um, Metcalf was terrific, you know, big receiver from Ole Miss. And right. his daddy was played at Ole Miss with All-American guard. Terrence Metcalf played in the pros as well. Wow. Love it. That's what we love, AP. Always have those fun facts to add and hard to believe. Uh, We've come to the end of the show, but I want to thank you for uh, giving us your take on Tua, uh, entering the NFL draft, and all the other perspective uh, that you added. So look forward to doing it all again next week, AP. Thank you. Thank you, John. My pleasure. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time.
Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.